What does God really think about you? Has the pain, shame, or guilt of your past held you in captivity and left you wondering if there's any hope left for you? Well, I'm here to tell you that today is turnaround time. This is where we draw a line in the sand and tell the enemy it's this far and no more. Well, hello, my friends. My name is Melinda Brown, and I am your host for the Sounds of Surviving Overcomers Overcome podcast. That's S-O-S-O-O, so-so. So if you're wondering what that means and you haven't listened to any of my other podcasts, now I've just answered your question. <laughs> and if you're like me, you have a lot of questions. I have learned to embrace the fact that my brain is just wired differently. I think differently and I I have stopped trying to find people that think like me because I haven't found one yet and I'm past 50. Just by a year, but I'm past 50. Although I don't think that that COVID year should count. So let's just say I'm 50. I'm going to be 51 this year on my mulligan birthday, my do-over day. I'm on here because I felt a a real squeezing of my heart and God's teaching me a lot of different things lately. And one of them is to really enjoy life, like enjoy it in a way that says, man, God, I know that you created fun. You created comedy. You created laughter. Well, he created my personality specific and very intentionally. (laughs) just like he did yours. And so in this season of literally walking according to what I believe the nudge of the Holy Spirit's directing me, I'm finding that he's using my personality and the way I think, my character traits, my sense of humor, just all of that. The things that he's taught me, the lessons, the wisdom, I mean, that stuff's priceless. But to walk out your God-given call, your destiny that he's given you means that you just be authentically who he's made you to be as you're continuing to grow in the process of becoming more like him, more Christ-like, right? So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just going with it. And when I get a nudge like this, I mean, this one felt serious. And I literally said out loud to God, you're not going to let me just be light and funny in this podcast you're not (laughs) like of course when I say let me he's not a controlling God he's in charge of everything but he doesn't control everything if he did we'd all be little robots you know but he gives us free will to choose whether or not we're going to go the direction that he's nudging us to go and for me there's no other way like I'm just I gave him my yes I'm sold out that's that And the more of him I have, the more of him I crave and desire. And I found myself to be very selfish with my time with him or about my time with him. Because if I don't have that, 
I miss it. I feel like something's missing from my life and from my day. And a lot of you may say, well, you know, he's with me all the time. I always have time with him. Well, let me use this example. All right, you could be married. I'm not married. I'm single. You could be married. You have your spouse there. You live with your spouse. But you could be in that marriage and say, gosh, I miss you. I never get time with you. You know, just because you're married doesn't mean you're spending time together. It's the same with God. We're the bride of Christ. Just because we're married to him, that doesn't mean that we're actually spending time together, that we're actually growing that relationship into a deeper intimacy. And that takes being intentional. You can go after that. And I said this before in one of my podcasts, you can have as much God as you want. You can go as deep in him as you want to go. Ultimately, it's up to you. But what was squeezing my heart were a couple of things today. Every time I hear a Christian sister or brother put down another Christian sister or brother in some way, shape, or form, I, I not only get a squeeze in my heart, but I get sick to my stomach. And I know it's not something that I'm thinking of in my head. Because even as I'm saying this, I'm feeling like I'm getting choked up. There's something that happens in the heart of God that hurts when we hurt each other, when we're being hurtful. This isn't a competition. We're in this race together, not competing against one another. It's like one of those relay races where you have maybe a baton and that baton's being passed and then that person gets tired and you hand that baton to the next person and you know they put the strongest runner right at the very end I think it is I'll have to look that up do they I think they do if I'm remembering right it feels like there's this theme that's running around and it's it's unity and without putting my own spin or my own opinion on unity I'm just going to speak the words that I feel are coming to my heart in regards to this I heard the Holy Spirit say this morning it's time to get your acts together and he wasn't talking to me because I asked him I said Lord are you saying I need to get my acts together he meant acts the book of acts in the Bible and we the bride of Christ it's time to get our acts together and in acts it starts out where I mean, Luke's writing it, and he starts out with the disciples. They're going from Jerusalem and sending them out into eventually all the nations. The tongues of fire happen, God's glory falls, his presence is a main focus, where his presence actually comes to take residence in his people. And his plan has always been a unified people. From the beginning of time, the enemy has been working diligently to divide God's people. And we fall for it. Lock, hook, and sinker, barrel. How's that go? Hook, lock, and sinker? I don't know. I'm just saying. We fall for it, guys. And not everything that you disagree with is heresy. I'm just going to say it. We're going to be having different opinions about things until God takes us home. But we need to remember 
that just like in that New Year's Eve podcast where God flipped the switch on me and it just really, he was, he was coming down pretty hard on those who forget that that person that they're coming against, God loves them just as much as he loves you. They're just as much his as you are. I'm just as much his as you are. And I'm growing and changing and processing more into his image, into his likeness. My mind's getting renewed more and more every single day that I'm alive on this earth, right? And so is yours. And the way that I might say something today could change and be better tomorrow. Like hopefully it will be. And I might have said or thought a certain way 10 years ago that I look back at now and I think that has really changed because I've grown and I've matured. But I didn't love God any less then than I do now, right? We're going to disagree on certain things, but we have to go back to the hand of grace and the same grace that we want given towards us we need to be willing to stop and say, where am I not giving that to someone else? Sometimes we're asking God to give us grace and mercy for things that we are not willing to give towards our brothers and sisters. And I'm not even talking about those people in the world right now because they're not a threat to the kingdom of darkness. We are. And we're the ones that he's working overtime to divide he wants to divide and conquer. And there's church against church. And then even within, and I'm talking about the small C church, church against church. Church is thinking, having the mentality, like if you don't go to our church, then there's something wrong with you. You don't read the real word of God. You're not following the God of the Bible. I have heard brothers and sisters that I love and respect, even recently, call out very popular pastors and leaders' names that I love as well, and basically call them a heretic without even really doing their homework, without researching. And one of the people that they're calling a heretic, I'm going to tell you right now, they are not. You need to seriously if you don't want to be called a heretic in the things that 10 years from now you might change your mind about, how you see it, your opinion, if you don't want to be called a heretic by those who are more mature than you are, then don't be doing it to other people. Gosh, it so aggravates me. You know why it aggravates me? Is because it hurts God's heart. Because it's counterproductive to the very thing that he's wanting to accomplish on this earth. In this season, we were born for a time, for such a time as this, just like Esther. What is that? Esther, I put it in my journal today. I've been doing a lot of writing today. Esther 4.14, if you remain silent, it says, if you remain silent, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. Like basically, if you're not going to do what I'm asking you to do, then your people will still get delivered. But your father's house will perish. We're supposed to be about our father's house, our father's business, kingdom business, not about one another's. And I asked the Lord, help me to be irritated, but not be 
how do you put it? I'm irritated because I have a right to be irritated because this is, this irritates him. But I want to communicate it in a way that says I'm irritated because I love you. I'm irritated because I love Jesus. I'm irritated because I love people. And people aren't going to want to come to a Jesus or even be interested in coming to church, to our churches, if we are eating our own alive. We've got to examine truth for truth and keep the main things the main things. If it's not about the blood, the shed blood of Jesus on the cross, then that's a whole other story. But if these people are loving God to the best that they know how, they agree on our major, the doctrines of the faith, you know, the the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If they agree on the majors, we have got to give grace for the areas in which we disagree. We can't be doing this, this eating each other. We look ridiculous. <laughs> Choose you this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. And my serving the Lord looks like love. It looks like truth. It looks like not my revelation of the truth against your revelation of truth. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. I, I just I just can't. I want to go back to one of the, the critiques that I heard out there on the social media. It's really not even Disneyland. It's more like the social media circus. All right. It says in 1 Peter 3, 15, 16, that we should always be prepared. But when we give a reason for why we believe what we believe, that we need to do it with gentleness and respect and having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, it doesn't say if you are slandered, you're going to be slandered. I'm, I'm slandered on the regular. I've just gotten used to it. It is whatever. I'm not getting distracted with it. My focus is on him. Let him talk. I'm moving on. Next. Next button. All right. It says, When you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. Now, our aim is never, I'm going to put you to shame. If it is, you need a heart check. And we should never be celebrating when our brother or sister, when something bad happens to them. We should never glorify that. Honestly, we need to get our acts together. Unity. What does unity look like? Unity doesn't look like us agreeing on everything. You want me to say that again? It doesn't look like us agreeing on every single thing. I wrote this down. Where are my notes? All right. You love God with all of your heart and celebrate who they are. They love God with all of their heart too. And celebrate what they bring to the table. If you want what you bring to the table celebrated, you need to be willing to do that for your brothers and sisters that you may not agree with, but you have to meet them at where they're at with. They, you know they love God and celebrate what they bring to the table. Ask God, what can I learn here? And just leave out the rest in peace. <laughs> you know, leave it in peace. You can have peace in your disagreements. Not because we think alike, but because we all embrace the spirit of the living Christ. 
All right, there's my rant. That's what I needed to get off my chest. Go back and listen to New Year's Eve because it fits into that where Paul's saying to, yeah, the Corinthians, he's like, you know, I know y'all are talking about me and what you must be saying. You say one thing behind my back, another thing to my face, but that doesn't change who I am. It doesn't change my mission. It doesn't change my yes. It doesn't change what I'm doing. I'm going forth with the gospel in the way that God created me to communicate it, whether you like it or not, or you don't like it. Because guess what? There's somebody going to listen to me that's not going to listen to you. And there's somebody going to listen to you that's not listening to me. Together, we have the same purpose, and that is the kingdom. That is the harvest. That is lost souls, hurt, the broken, the widows, the orphans, the hungry. We've got to get our acts together. I'm going to add into this podcast a clip from my son-in-law from the podcast that I was sharing with you on the 31st of December. I just want to share that clip because I keep forgetting, dang it. And once I share that, then I will be back with my final thoughts before a song to close with. Thanks guys for hanging in there with me and I love y'all. And come on, let's love each other. Let's love God. Let's love each other. Corporately. What a privilege. It's so sweet. It's so beautiful. We get the privilege to come together and worship. Lord, help us to never forget what a privilege it is to be together as a body. Yeah, these last couple days I've been in the book of Matthew and I was reading to my wife and to Haley as I was like hey let me just read you a chapter of Matthew and and this one scripture jumped out on the page of me and for the last three days I cannot get away from this scripture and I've been asking the Lord like what what are you saying and it wasn't even for this moment it was just the Holy Spirit was speaking something Last night, my wife and I were laying in bed, and I can't, I can't move past this thing. She's talking to me, and I'm reading the scripture over and over, and I'm like, "There's something to this. There's something to this. I, I gotta find out what it is." I'm cross-referencing things. She's talking to me. I don't know what she's saying, and I'm just like, "I gotta figure out what he's saying to me right now in this scripture." And I'm like, "Babe, I think he's saying this. Babe, I think he's saying this. Babe, I think he's saying this." And I want to share this with you guys. This is in Matthew 10. And Jesus is talking to his disciples about persecution and about discipleship. So it's in Matthew 10. I'm going to start at verse 26. It says, don't be afraid or intimidated by others, for God will bring everything out into the open and every secret will be told. What I say to you in the dark, repeat in broad daylight. Listen to that. What I say to you in the dark, repeat in broad daylight. And what you hear in a whisper, announce it publicly. Other versions say, announce it on the rooftops. Don't be in fear for those who can kill only the body, but not your soul. So I say to you, going into this new year, what is the Lord saying to you that he wants you to confess openly so you can get out of bondage and slavery going into this new year? And I ask you, what is the Holy Spirit whispering to you that he's asking you to proclaim on the rooftops? 
because this new year, it's no longer going to be waiting on the Lord. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you to proclaim something on the rooftops. You remember that story in Luke where they lowered their friend through the rooftops? They were proclaiming something on the rooftops. What are you willing to proclaim on the rooftops? The Lord is waiting for you in 2022. Yeah. So we thank you, Lord, that we got something that we're going to proclaim and we're going to shout it from the rooftops. Thank you, Jesus. Can you just give the Lord a shout really quick? Like, let's shout. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, friends, that's my son-in-law, Shane Vega. You can find him. uh, He is under Dunamis Recovery on Instagram. You can find him on Facebook. Powerful man of God. And I'm just so proud of him. I felt like, wow, even though it's been a minute since that last podcast, nine days, because today is the 9th of January, that this was God's timing for me to be able to remember to put that clip on there. I'm just trusting that it's going to fall where the Holy Spirit wants it to fall. And next, I want to play the song from Nicole Nordeman. It's called Legacy. It's been playing in my heart since yesterday. And it has played in my heart a few times over the last few months. And Uh, My daughter can attest. I probably have sent it to her several times because every time I hear it, I think about my kids and my grandkids. And she says, I want to leave a legacy. How will they remember me? Did I choose to love? Did I point to you enough to leave a mark on things? Right? Did I point to you enough to leave a mark on things? Wow. All right. So I just want you to listen to the lyrics of the song and just think about what kind of legacy you want to leave and ask the question, did I learn to love and did I point to you enough to leave a mark on things? Because I really believe that the rest of it's going to come into perspective. This isn't a greasy grace message. People have wanted to put some crazy names on things. This is just me feeling like this is the heart of God for his people. And you can take it or leave it, but I'm not going to be quiet about it. I will speak it. Shout it from the rooftops because I know that it's why the enemies tried to kill me all my life to keep me from opening my mouth. And I know why he continues still to intimidate and try to keep me from opening my my mouth and you know what that does all it does is it provokes me to speak it and to continue to press into love and I will tell you that the reason why I I really wanted to close with this is because it fits in with this entire word or message whatever you want to call it it fits because I personally get tested in the areas that God brings to my heart every single time And the other day, Nicole Nordeman had posted something. She ended up with COVID and she's been fully vaccinated, filling all the blanks. No joke. I got tested in love. I got tested in the very thing that I've just finished talking about. And you know what the Lord did? He brought to my memory. If you think that you are my child, you need to remember she is just as much my child as you are. And you know what? As a result, I prayed for her, I bless her, and I am playing her song. So here it is, Legacy by my sister in Christ, Nicole Nordeman, and may she heal quickly in Jesus' mighty name. Okay, here we go. I do my 
time if you've got something nice to say about me I enjoy an accolade like the rest You could take my picture and hang it in a gallery With all the who's who's and so-and-so's That used to be the best at such and such But it wouldn't 